a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast, bringing you the top stories from the KMOX newsroom. This is Monday, October 9th. I'm Megan Lynch. A St. Louis rabbi and regular guest on the Dave Glover Show is in Israel and has been since the start of this weekend's deadly attacks by Hamas from the Gaza Strip. I'm sitting in, uh, in Jerusalem right now in uh, Ramad Eshkol. Family went down to the bomb shelters twice today. But on Saturday, Rabbi Shemuel Greenwald got up to go to synagogue. The feeds that I get, I see all sorts of people talking about on how their grandmother is in uh, captivity or or their, their young family. And it, it's it's a level of barbarism, literal barbarism. To, they went to this, I'm sure many people were, they went to this party that was going on and just mowed down everybody there. Rabbi Greenwald wanted to provide some clarification. Gaza became, it used to belong to Egypt. Egypt won't take it back. And they built their own wall between Gaza and Egypt. Uh, it was a part of Egypt. Israel won a war in 1967 and they ended up with Gaza. They were attacked by several invading armies and they won the war. And in doing so, they, they ended up with Gaza. Greenwald says Israel did not seek to occupy Gaza. They acquired it. He adds Israelis took out their own settlements from Gaza at that time and brought them back to Israel. Maria Kina, KMOX News. KMOX has reached out to the Missouri chapter of American Muslims for Palestine. We are awaiting their comment. Former Missouri U.S. Republican Senator Jim Talent believes the appropriate thing to do is wipe out Hamas's military capabilities. The first stage is to do it on their side of the border, and I think they'll have that completed probably by this evening. They've been launching airstrikes uh, into Gaza. They have a list of targets, of course, and they're getting new targets. And I, I strongly believe a ground invasion will follow. You know the number of reservists they've mobilized. They have to watch the northern front, too. Talent tells the Dave Glover Show Prime Minister Netanyahu's comment about changing the Middle East likely means by eliminating the Hamas threat and showing Hezbollah and other groups Israel will not tolerate it. The U.S. has already begun delivering critically needed munitions and military equipment to Israel. The Pentagon is reviewing inventories to see what else can be sent quickly to boost its ally. Crime and justice. When child sexual abuse occurs, a lot of healing efforts go into treatment and prosecution, but the Community Safety Pledge in St. Louis is continuing an effort to increase prevention. Child abuse prevention expert Jenny Dodson of Safe Kids Healthy Communities says the responsibility falls on parents to help children understand their bodies so they know what to do if a boundary is crossed. We really need to empower children to understand that we will listen to them if they tell us that something has happened. Dodson says the average age of disclosure of child sexual abuse is 51, and this comes from the fear and misinformation surrounding child sexual abuse. Schnucks shoppers could be entitled to $4 million in compensation if a class action settlement is approved tomorrow. According to the proposed settlement, shoppers who purchased liquor or wine from Schnucks between December 3rd of 2015 and February 15th of this year could be entitled to a one-time payment of up to $72. This comes after a lawsuit alleged Schnucks falsely advertised its alcohol prices in its advertising, receipts, and website posts. How much money a customer receives is dependent on how much alcohol they purchased. A St. Louis Circuit Court hearing Tuesday morning will decide whether to approve the settlement. Sean Malone, KMOX News. First things first, says St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones, when it comes to spending the Rams settlement money. We received almost $500 million in ARPA um, back in uh, 2021. Um, and those funds have to be spent by 2026. And so our focus on is, is spending the money that has a time limit 
and then we'll get to the Rams funds. An online survey available to city residents has been extended to Friday the 20th. St. Louis is committing millions in federal grant money to repair unused public housing units. $2 million of funding will go toward the St. Louis Housing Authority to repair more than 120 units of public housing. SLHA Executive Director Alana Green says there isn't enough capital funding to support the cost of needed repairs. This influx of community development block grant funds will be extremely critical in getting the needed repairs done, building some infrastructure um, to house those families directly in those units. From the KMOX business desk, Build-A-Bear Workshop wants to make clear they are a downtown St. Louis-based company. Today, they took some bear-sized steps to prove it. KMOX's Michael Calhoun spoke with CEO Sharon John. What's coming to the new world headquarters uh, that you have been uh, settling into at Union Station in downtown? Well, first, Michael, you may know that we call it the World Bear Quarters down (laughs) here at Union Station. But other than the store, it's pretty elusive that this is the World Bear Quarters. So we've been working toward putting up some signage, and it's big signage. That includes a 15-foot bear over the flagship store and also signage facing Highway 40 that says Bear Quarters. You can hear more of Michael and Sharon John's conversation coming up at 520 on Total Information PM. Well, as we continue on KMOX, there's some big news coming from a big St. Louis headquartered company. It is Build-A-Bear, which is installing, well, we'll let the CEO tell you what's coming to the new headquarters at Union Station downtown. CEO Sharon Price-John is with us on KMOX. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So uh, what's coming to the new world headquarters uh, that you have been uh, settling into uh, at Union Station in downtown? Well, first, Michael, you may know that we call it the World Bear Quarters down <laughs> here at Union Station. Um, and we're, we've been here already a few years um, and uh, have had you know, quite a lot of fun down here in this tourist area with our own store um, adjacent to the aquarium and the big wheel. Uh, but other than the store, it's pretty elusive that this is the World Bear Quarters. So we've been working toward putting up some signage and it's big signage. Um, We have uh, a sign that's already gone up that's over the trussle that uh, out beside our building, which is across from the aquarium. And that's the Build-A-Bear Foundation Plaza. Um, And then we're adding a really big teddy bear sign over our store. Uh, And then we will also have signage on the interstate that says World Bear Quarters. And talk a little bit about this decision. You were in the suburbs in an office park. Uh, Why did you decide you wanted to be, you know, in the heart of the region at the kind of the front door for the region? You know, all the pictures of St. Louis are of the skyline and the arch. Uh, People, when they travel, they say they're from St. Louis. Uh, And you're right there in the heart of uh, what's become kind of a family-friendly transformation of a part of downtown. Why was uh, St. Louis, the region, a good place to stay? And why was downtown the best landing spot? Well, Build-A-Bear was started in St. Louis about 25 years ago, and the first store was opened in the Galleria. So we we are St. Louis company at heart, and uh, we have grown up here. We have you know, most of our headquarters talent is from here, uh, and it was important to us to be able to continue to evolve and grow the company. Now, that particular uh, place that we were in the suburbs, it was time for us Uh, to look at um, a new lease. And we believed that it would be 
um, an exciting transition for the company as we're evolving our business model to broader consumer bases, our, our retail footprint being much more broad and going much more global as well as our um, our e-commerce and digital business and, and moving into the entertainment space that we would be in more of a tourist type of location because really Build-A-Bear often has stores in tourist locations and that's one of the places that we tend to over-index on all key metrics for a Build-A-Bear uh, a Build store. So um, it made perfect sense for us. And you actually made a lot of the arguments. And the question is that, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of it all. Um, and that's, we think, where Build-A-Bear should always be. When it comes to this uh, transition that, that the entire retail industry is grappling with, Build-A-Bear's taken a few, you mentioned right there, um, how uh, tourist districts, more of an experiential approach as opposed to, you know, the, the typical just a shopping mall store, uh, branching out into uh, licensing and entertainment opportunities. How is retail changing and what has Build-A-Bear done to stay ahead of that? I think that retail has to change the way consumers change. And the um, the companies that make that choice tend to find a way. And we recognize that even though we were an experiential retailer from the very beginning, even when we were mostly mall-based, um, that we needed to participate fairly in the digital economy. And it was from that evolution is where we also took advantage of the fact that we were becoming multi-generational. And so much of our online business is to teens and adults, for teens and adults, with microsites like the Bear Cave and really fun licenses like um, the Matrix or, or Deadpool Bears. Um, so things that are age-gated for an older consumer, but also just for gifting um, and um, and a lot of trend-based animals that are sometimes they're also licensed like Harry Potter or a Hello Kitty line. So we've built out that business uh, and it's given us a much more diversified portfolio. And you've again mentioned some of the, the entertainment and li outbound licensing that we're doing in different categories. Um, so retailers really just as with any type of consumer facing pro uh, product line, or offering have to go where the consumers are going. I think the the other piece to just uh, keep in mind with that is that um, the original strategy was for Build-A-Bear to be where uh, families and children went for fun and entertainment to make memories. And in the 90s, when Build-A-Bear started, that just happened to be more often a mall. Um, and some malls, that is still absolutely the case. But we have made that transition with different types of stores, different types of footprints to now be in Great Wolf Lodge, Kalahari Lodge, uh, the um, SeaWorld, um, Six Flags, Carnival Cruise Lines, and also in hospitality areas, even including uh, Gaylord Hotels during the holidays. Well, Build-A-Bear CEO, Sharon Price-John, thank you so much for your time uh, joining us on KMOX, and congratulations on the bear raising at the Bear Quarters. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the St. Louis All Local Podcast from the KMOX Newsroom. Listen on air, online, on the Odyssey app, or tell your smart speaker to play KMOX.